Books are a uniquely magical doorway beyond the things we know. Not only do they tell us that dragons exist, but they can be beaten and overcome. In today's charged atmosphere, books show us we're not alone. They help us understand our heartbreaks and joys. They connect us to others who feel and have felt the same. Books and reading allow us to live a thousand lives, sending us soaring into the world outside of ourselves, not to escape, but to survive. For it is often said that the greatest secrets seem to be found in the most unlikely places. Welcome to the podcast, Books Are Magical. Welcome back to another episode of Books Are Magical. With us this week is Rachel. Rachel is back, back from her move to Alabama. Rachel, we're so glad to have you back. How did the move go? The move went pretty well. I didn't think I was gone that long. I thought it was only gone about a week. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> all right. I, I mean, I guess it's maybe been just a minute since we recorded. Maybe two weeks, right? I think it's, yeah, at least two or three. I For some reason, I was thinking this morning, I woke up. I was like, yay, it's a, it's a Rachel Thursday. <laughs> and um, that's what I, I think of our little recording days since we get to nerd out and talk about books. It's always one of my favorite days of the week. <laughs> and um and I was like, I, it feels like forever since we've recorded, but maybe it only has been a couple weeks. I don't know, but I miss you so much. I mean, Hannah's great. Don't get me wrong, Hannah. I love you. You're amazing. Thank you for stepping in last week. But we're just happy to have you back. And I'm glad to be back. Usual. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to get back to business a little bit and um, get settled back in. The move did go really well. Uh, it's kind of funny because I think when we were packing the truck, it took what it took like eight of us, like six hours to get everything out of my apartment, six or seven hours. It took three of us, me, my dad, and my stepmom, four hours almost exactly to get everything off the truck and into the apartment. I was like, how did that take so much less time? But I guess unloading seems to take less it time is. than it takes to load it in and try to jinga it into the, um, exactly, catrice it into the truck. So, um, <laughs> Actually, um, within that period of time, it, I think it took me 48 hours from the time the final box got put into my apartment to the time that I unpacked the final box uh, to be fully oh, settled wow. in. 48 hours is all it takes for me to start hanging things on the wall and to make it feel like home again. Well, you, you're really uh, an accomplished mover. I still have some boxes in that little side bedroom like it's not not our son's bedroom but then the other other guest room and it's just kind of chilling there and it's been it's gonna be two years and I really just need to go through that but it's old clothes it's um a lot of it is holiday de- decor so I'll take it out and then I'll put it back in the box like all of it's like Christmas stuff I gotta figure something out anyways this week we are going to be chatting about Untethered Sky by Fonda Lee. So Rachel, tell us all about it. Oh my goodness. So this was a really fun one for me. Um, I had actually uh, not read Fonda Lee before, but I do think after reading this novella, I am going to explore her other works. So before I dive into that, let me Mm -hmm. tell you a little bit about Untethered Sky. Untethered Sky is a novella. It's approximately 160 pages, so not very long. Uh, As of right now on Goodreads, it has 4.26 stars, 
and it will be released on April 11th of this year. So not too many days from now, and we should be releasing this episode on its release date. Um, now, Fonda Lee is a world fantasy award-winning author of the Green Bone Saga, starting with Jade City, and she also has a couple other sci-fi fantasy novels as well under her belt. So she's fairly accomplished in the sci-fi fantasy world. So um, I'm actually surprised. That's why I say that I've uh, not kind of picked up her works in the past, but I am making a note to definitely do so in the future because I really enjoyed this particular little novella. So any questions before I get started? No, I just want to say I'm clicking and adding to TBR. Like, like I have my phone down here and I'm like, all right, Jade Lee. Or, I mean, uh, Fonda Lee, Jade City. I'm like, okay, here we go. Click. <laughs> it sounds so good. I, I think it would be. I really do. Like, I didn't, I didn't read the summary yet for Jade City because I really wanted to kind of give attention to this particular novella. Uh, since this was the one that was provided to us by NetGalley and the publisher. Uh-huh. Um, however, um, I do think I'm going to go ahead and probably also add to cart in my Amazon for uh, <laughs> at least the first one or two of that particular series. Retail so, therapy, am I right? Absolutely. Now that I'm settled in, I don't have to think about moving for like a minute and I can yes. start adding to cart again because <laughs> that was the one <laughs> thing like for the entire month of March. I was trying so very hard not to buy things because I knew I was going to have to be moving. So I didn't want to have to buy things and then move it. Um, I think the only thing I really kind of let myself buy was maybe some clothes because spring was coming. And Mm -hmm. so I made myself get rid of a whole bunch of clothes first. And then I would let myself buy a couple of additional clothes. And um, now as I'm on the other side, I can buy other things that I want. Now I can add, add my books to car. I've got a bookshelf that I've ordered that hopefully will be here. If not the end of this weekend, then next week that um, complements the other bookshelf I have and I can start filling it up as well. Nice. I cannot wait to see pictures of you were so good at just arranging things really prettily and making things look good. So once you have your bookshelves, like please send pictures. I want to drool over them. I wish my apartment was like more conducive to those little book nook areas. I'm going to do my best. I really am. This is just a one bedroom, one bath apartment. I, I, you know, I don't make a ton of money, but I do my very best with like kind of getting all those books on the shelves, but still trying to make them look kind of cute. So um, I will definitely show you once I have that other bookshelf in place and books ready. And then I don't have to like double, triple stack them all in front of each other because I've used up all the space. I hear you on that. Yeah, I'm having to do the same thing. I need some more bookcases. Anyway, sorry, distracted as always. (laughs) So um, I guess Untethered Sky. (laughs) Yeah, Untethered Sky. So I'm going to read you the blurb from Goodreads first, the summary. Okay. And then we'll go from there. Esther's family was torn apart when a manacore killed her mother and baby brother, leaving her with nothing but her father's painful silence and a single overwhelming need to kill the monsters that took her family. Esther's path leads her to the King's Royal Muse, where the king, the giant rocks of legend are flown to hunt manticores by their brave and dedicated ruckers. Paired with a fledgling rock named Zara, Esther finds purpose and acclaim by devoting herself to a calling that demands absolute sacrifice and a partnership between woman and rock leads Esther not only on the empire's most dangerous manticore hunt, 
but on a journey of perseverance and acceptance. That sounds so cool. And um, I'm about to get my nerd card yanked away from me. I'm like, manticore, manticore. What's a manticore? Is that the thing with the barbed tail that stings? So a manticore is, it is um, very much, gosh, it's a Persian sort of creature. At least that's where the lore comes from is kind of Persia, kind of very sphinx-ish in nature. If you kind of want to look it up, uh, kind of, at least that's how a lot of myth and legend kind of depict them. I wish I could seen what Fonda Lee had pictured when she was thinking of a manticore, but usually um, head of a human body of a lion, the tail of a, like a, either a, sometimes it's depicted as a scorpion tail. Sometimes it's depicted as porcupine quills. So it could be um, some of something very similar. So it is very chimera like in its amalgamation of types of creatures kind of mushed together. Yeah, I just as, as you were describing it, I uh, did Google Images. I'm I think I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> it sounds uh, pretty intimidating. Uh, some of these are like truly terrifying. Like one, this is like a female manticore, and then like a really scary uh, ninja type manticore. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so is the manticore? So she's fighting them. Yes, I guess. Okay, so the, the manticores are like the the evil wild beasts that roam the countryside. Um, They tend to hunt solo and they are kind of their only true enemy of the manticore is the rock. And it's an ROC and it is um, this almost giant bird-like creature that um, it's talons. The talons of the rock are able to pretty much crush the manticore where almost nothing else can really penetrate this manticore's hide or really like injure it in any way. So that's why these rocks are so important is they're one of the few creatures that can actually do damage and actually, um, they can actually kill manticores. So after Esther loses, okay, so we'll go back a little ways. And so when Esther was born and growing up, she um, she kind of got a lot of blame. Like her parents seemed to think that she was the reason that her mom couldn't have more children for so long. And they kind of blamed her and told her that she was, you know, she must have messed something up while she was in there sort of thing. So even from the very beginning, like Esther was more or less kind of blamed by her parents for being wrong in some way oh my gosh that's awful yeah well nine years later uh, her brother comes along and he's very uh, I guess he's a very precocious stubborn child he's very very spoiled because of course he is the son now and he gets everything he wants and she's supposed to be I guess taking care of him one day and remember she's I think only at this time, if he's four, she's 13. So she's not very old. She's 13. And she's out with her brother and he's falling behind and he's fussing about something like his rocks. He's missing a rock in his rock collection. So she's kind of pulled a little further ahead. And he, I guess he just, something goes quiet, goes silent. And that's when the manticore comes and takes her brother so, but she freezes, like she, um, she, she's 13. Like, how do you, yeah. like, you know, but her parents, pre- well, 
and then her mom comes out and her mom also gets killed as well in the process. Um, but her dad pretty much blames her for, for being the one to live because like of, of the, I guess, three, the mother, the son and the daughter, she was the one that lived and she was the one he was more or less willing to sacrifice. Yeah. So I thought dad of the year. Right. No, I know exactly. Like I just was like, wow, this is, horrible horrible family well pretty much from that particular age like esther wanted to be a rucker which is one of the individuals who bonds or pairs with a rock and um they become kind of companions to uh go fight or go hunt these manticores now rocks are very um hard to tame they always have a wild spirit and there are points in a rock's life where they will stop obeying it sometimes. So it really depends on the bond between the rock and the rucker. Esther, she kind of makes some friends in the rucker community. And Darius is one of them. And he kind of comes along about the same time. Ah, he's a little more senior than her. He's kind of been mm-hmm. around a little longer. His rock is a little older. Um, so they've been on a little more hunts than her and Zara and um, she um, she feels like it's where she's supposed to be up until a point where like one of her friends goes off and kind of becomes this ambassador like kind of touting the um, the benefits of being a rucker and having a rock and all this sort of stuff because I guess they need more but it's a super super dangerous gig being a rucker because it's like two and five will pretty much perish like in the process of trying to become a rucker. Yeah. So it's a really dangerous sort of process. Um, but she's probably, Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Go for it. She's probably, what? she's probably already so emotionally fragile, like feeling that survivor's guilt from her brother and her mother. And then she's trying to make all these friends. It sounds like at this rucker, it's like a school almost or like a training camp or it is like a training ground. Um, and there's really not like that many people. It's, it, I wouldn't say it's uncommon to be a rocker, but it's hard to bond with a rock. So the fact that she bonds with a rock pretty quickly, um, mm-hmm. was kind of beneficial to her. Um, so she takes to it pretty fast. I would say she really only has like two primary friends and um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's not like a lot, a lot of them that go out and do what these ruckers do, which is pretty much hunt manticores. Yeah. Well, I can imagine though, like, like you said, if only two and five or excuse me, if two and five perish uh, typically, yeah, she's making these friends and that I, I don't know, at least for me, that would always be in the back of my mind. And right. Yeah. She's definitely, strong like very strong of mind to be able to do this in 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 part of my head like I just kind of wondered like I don't I don't think she's suicidal but I think she is more like um I think she doesn't care if she lives or not I think she's just determined to try to avenge her family or to try to make up for that oh, the gosh. the wrong it, it the wrong it was that she survived like that survivor's guilt sort of thing you know like yeah why did I survive and they died 
Um, and it just feels like kind of throughout the story that she's really kind of struggling with some of that. Um, and you have this rock, this, um, this bird-like creature that is um, still very, very wild and will do some of the things she asks, but it's not like a puppy. It does not like come all the time. It will not like, you know, get excited when she comes home sort of thing. It's more like, oh, <laughs> there you are. Okay, where's my food? Kind of like a cat almost, maybe. Yeah, a little more cat-like. <laughs> At least some cats are very affectionate. Like, Yeah. <laughs> At one point, she kind of gets injured, and um, it is towards the end of the novella, and I don't want to give too much away because, again, it is a novella, and it's not very long, and I definitely think it's worth, worth giving um, a read. But there's a point where... So personally, I'll give you kind of my my thoughts on it. I think she could have turned this into a novel very easily. I think we could have flushed this out and had a couple more adventures um, along the way. And when I was writing my review for this, I definitely can see where we could write out more stories of things that happened with uh, Esther and Zara. Uh, even with Darius and his, uh, I think it's Minu, Minu, Minu. Yeah, I think his his rock was Minu. Um, but I think we could have definitely had more things happening. But because I think the author knew she was writing a novella, she wasn't trying to flush out adventures as much as she could have. Um, mm-hmm. Either that or maybe she was writing something else at the time. And this was just something in her brain that she wanted to get down on paper. Um, yeah. So personally... I could see where this could have lent to a fuller novel and we could have had a couple more stories and a couple more things happening. Um, but the story that we were given was good and I give it a, a four solid stars. I mean, I really nice. like it. I, I think it's pretty on par with what I enjoy reading. Um, it has a lot of that kind of sci-fi action that I enjoy. Just a very light hint of a little bit of romance, but not too much. And um, some drama, some heartache, and um, lots of lots of that on the edge of your seat. What's going to happen? Nice. Well, at only you know a hundred and some pages, this is definitely something I feel like I could pick up and probably you know on a nice Saturday sit outside by the pool this summer and knock it out pretty quickly. Oh, absolutely! It would be a very quick read by the pool. I think. I think I knocked it out. Gosh, within like maybe two hours, it was really not a, it was a fast read. It went very quickly. It was good. So I have a question for you. Uh, we have covered one other novella. I believe it was called, um, it was the Rebecca Renhorse one, Tread of Angels. Mm-hmm. So are you someone, do you enjoy novellas typically? I do actually. Um, but I also like, I like novellas when I know there's more story that I can pick up around it. So Jim Butcher is one that comes to mind who has done some novellas for his Dresden Files. Um, He's done a couple of shorter, shorter stories that piggyback off of his main story um, that just kind of give us a glimpse into some little side actions of things that are going on. And that's when I really love a novella is when an author has a big story or has a main story or has some other things. And Brandon Sanderson does it too. Um, And then they just write something kind of small that's about 150, 160 pages that just kind of fills in a couple gaps. I love that. Something that you didn't know you needed until you got it. 
And nice. that's when that's when I love novella. That's why I really wish I knew if um, Fonda Lee was going to do more with this particular world or this particular story, because I definitely see so much great potential in uh, where she's going. Well, I'm definitely hooked. I'm intrigued. Uh, Esther just seems like such an incredible character. And I want to learn more about this rock human bonding process. At first, when you said rock, I was thinking in my head, R-O-C-K. So um, I don't know if you've seen Thor or not, but um, the newer Thor movies with Korg. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I had Korg in my head. And then when you said <laughs> rock, R-O-C, I was like, oh, like the bird people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, exactly I had this it. image of, I had this image of this woman and Korg just roaming the, the countryside, killing manticores. <laughs> <laughs> he could do it. I feel confident. Yeah, he could. He, he's, he's very strong, but very sweet at the same time. I think he's one of my favorite Marvel characters. <laughs> he's an awesome side character. I love him. Well, any final uh, thoughts? Cause I think I've kind of given, I, I, I didn't want to give you. The whole ending, I didn't want to give too many spoilers. Again, this comes out April 11th, and um, I do hope you'll give it a chance and some of Fonda Lee's other works as well. Um, But I think that's all I've got for you, ma'am. Awesome. Well, I think Jade City is definitely, uh, the trilogy is going to be both of our TBRs. And yeah, maybe we can cover them in the future because it sounds like she definitely has a gift with words. And I, I am definitely hooked. Awesome. Well, until next time, may your TBR be overflowing and your DNS be few. Thank you for joining us on this journey, and we'll see you on the next page. If you would like to find and connect with us, our social media on Instagram is booksaremagicalpod, email booksaremagicalpodcast at gmail.com, Twitter handle is podcast underscore magical and our discord is tinyurl.com forward slash books are magical pod we hope you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast books are magical please join us again as we explore beyond ourselves and into the lives of others until next time open doors flip pages and connect with the world around you